Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We spoke earlier today to Cole Evans, CEO of Enduro Metals. Small company, big optionality. If you want to hear our thoughts on that conversation and indeed the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club where you can also find detailed company reports, uh, market commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of commodities and companies. There are training videos. There are summaries of other interviews that we've done just to save you a bit of time. And of course, there's a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other. And if you go there now, you can sign up at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Cole, how are you doing, sir? Excellent, Matt. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was the first Long time we've spoken. Oh, the long-awaited interview, I know. We've had a lot of <laughs> lot of people asking for us to talk, so I'm glad we are. We've not spoken before or, or heard your story for us. I'm excited about that. So first of all, we've got to do some pleasantries. Where are you? I'm in, I'm in beautiful, I was going to say sunny Kelowna, but it's, uh, it's snowing here today, so. Um, right. Well, they advertise nice. it as wine country, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I've been. I've been. I've, I've, I've sampled the wine as Are well. You? Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully I had a nicer time than November. It was. It was uh, when I came over, it was, it was summer on both occasions, which is uh, wonderful. I, I, hit it, I, hit, I hit it right. I didn't get to go to the lake, though, so that sucked. What can you Next do? time. Next time, next time. Hey, well, like, um, why don't you um, maybe kick off with a one-minute summary of your story, and then I'll pick it up from there, okay? Yeah, yeah. So Enduro Metals, we're focused on the Newmont Lake project, 638-square-kilometer uh, project right up in, in what we call the heart or the center of, of northwestern British Columbia's Golden Triangle. Um, our focus, we're, you know, with a 638-square-kilometer project, there's a number of different uh, things going on there. We say four distinct systems. Uh, currently, in the, in the near term, we're focused on high-grade gold. Um, but moving forward, we have copper and silver and a number of other things as we look on a, on a longer term. But uh, right now, focus on the McClymont Fault and high-grade gold and, and some of the results that we've been putting out as of late. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got a big land package, a lot of targets, a lot going on. You're a junior, 50 million market cap. I'm intrigued. But first of all, okay. to kind of start, help me unpick all of that and get you know really get get under the skin of it can you just talk to me about your business plan i mean you when did you come in why did you come in and what's your plan for the company yeah so no that's a good question um to get to give you a, a kind of a comprehensive overview is i first got involved you know to to increasing levels um with this on the geological side um back in fall of 2018, uh, transition into 2019. Um, and that was with, with a, a private company I have. It's called HEG, where HEG is the largest shareholder of Enduro today. Um, it wasn't then, but essentially um, started out with our our geological process. So put in about 150 grand just privately for my own um, due diligence, data research, and about a four-month process, kind of what we, we do with companies, really like what we saw geologically. Uh, and continued to invest in the company throughout 2019. Uh, come fall 2019, let's just say I wasn't uh, too happy with how the company was was going from a management perspective. Um, so saw an opportunity um, about this time last year, uh, 11 months ago, where uh, I could come in and, and 
take over now as the largest shareholder and, and become CEO, clean up the uh, management team and, and build the company back for what is now Enduro Metals into uh, how I thought the, the company should be running. And since then, it's been, you know, I've, we've, uh, we've, had a, we've had a really good year um, cleaning up the balance sheet of the company. That was an issue before. Um, bringing in new shareholders, um, big shareholders, some really, some really strong people that uh, are much smarter than myself. <laughs> but um, and then, and then having a, a, a really successful exploration season that's that's come to a, uh, an end now with with winter here. But um, you know, early results have have come out thus far, and, and a lot more to come. But um, getting a little more focused on the, on the business plan as you're talking about our our main goal right now or in the near term so to speak is is remaining focused on high grade gold um like you said on a property as of our size we have multiple areas that are prospective the way the way i look at it is there's four distinct geological systems like i said this is the golden triangle but the type of environment you're in you should be seeing multiple systems like we're seeing we're focused on the climate fall right now because that's where we see as driving and we, we know the most about it um, there's the most work there thus far that we can put together and build a, a real compelling i don't even you know story is important but a deposit right uh like we were chatting just before we got on the call our our goal is not to find um you know a a small uh, high-grade gold deposit. We're, we're in the Golden Triangle. This is elephant country. This is where um, you know the the big deposits are found, and ultimately that's what we're here to do. Now that's a much longer time frame, so we're focused on where we think we can see uh, the the largest value increase for our shareholders in the near term and develop a strong high-grade near-surface gold deposit, particularly obviously as gold is performing in the markets, but moving on that longer term, I think you could see a, a stronger shift, particularly into the into the copper space as well. Right. So that's that's what you want to be. I, I, I get it. Okay. Um, but can I step back a bit? You, you mentioned a couple of things there which would, you know, could be of, of concern. So you've yep. basically done a hostile takeover, right? In effect, right? You've kind of walked in there as a as a major shareholder and you've kind of done a clean out of the management team is it, did they all go yeah why we, we what was your problem with them so I, I wasn't happy with how the company was being run um to to be quite frank um yeah i i have a a vision and an, an idea of how a proper resource company should be run um should carry themselves and i didn't see that happening uh and i and, and was unhappy with what um, or how the business was being run, and it kind of ties into the you know saying if you wanted if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself, so to speak. Uh, and that was that was kind of how I felt. So, um, but we, we had a vision, and and we we had we do we have a vision for for what this property is, what it can be, and tying in all the work that we've done prior to stepping in. I felt we, we were well prepared um, for the challenges that we were going to face. And and, uh, and like I said, cleaning up the balance sheet, um, a shareholder transition, bringing in mining people. That's what's critical, right? Um, that's, that's what we're here to find. Ultimately, we're not here to run a stock or anything like that. We're here to find a mine. 
plain okay. and simple. Okay, so um, the, mar- the, the market reacted to that. They, they, they liked that story. But yeah. with that, can, can come problems. Obviously, you've got a bunch of people who are, who are um, slightly annoyed by your decision because they didn't agree with you. And that's, the, that's the previous management team. So I'm looking at what's going on in the market now. You're a 50 million market cap company, right? So it's, it's not big. You're, mm-hmm. you're a junior. You're in the right part of the world. You've got some cash, which is great. And you, yeah, as you say, we'll, and we'll talk about share registry in a moment. But are you expect, do you think that that's caused you problem? that decision, that rashness of decision? You just say, right, everyone, you're off, go. Is that going to cause you any problems down the line? Have you just made a bunch of enemies? I don't think so. Um, I think any of those issues you could see from that have been dealt with. Um, put it to put it uh, in another way, I I'm the kind of person that does a lot of homework. Months, months worth of homework. Um, and, and if I'm going to do something, it's because I'm overwhelmingly confident in what I'm about to do. And if I'm not, I just simply won't do it, if that makes sense. So I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't see that being an issue. I think, you know, like you said, you're looking at in the market, that's, that's been reflective of that. Um, but where, where the company was headed prior to, uh, you know, I think it was down at, at uh, well, you know, 10 cents or something like that when, when we first started making our moves. So, uh, and, and with that, we, we've also inherited a lot of, of, of really good, strong shareholders um, as part of that, you know, and making friends and all these sorts of things. So I think it's been, uh, I think it's gone well. Uh, I, I yeah, to be quite honest with you, I'd be, uh, some days I'd sit there shaking my head and I'm thinking, what's, you know, going on the market-wise? But like I said, we had million, been eating through millions of warrants, which is of course topping up the company's treasury, but um, it's something that we've had to, to deal with in the market. So um, I'm assuming those warrants are from previous management team. Is that, is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, not necessarily just, yeah, previous people. And, and, and you look at it from a perspective. So that company said, I, it, on just, just to talk about it, because I think it's important, you know, where, where I saw an opportunity to come in and take over the company was on a financing they did around this time last year. Um, that was, yeah, for, uh, half a million dollars in that at 10 cents and there was full 15 cent warrants so you know i've been i've been buying in the market even at 25 cents i got 5 million warrants at 15 i got options way cheaper right but trying to clean up uh, clean up the structure a little bit but you look for the people of course that went out in on that private placement i mean they're looking at two and a half x three x gains and then doubling on their warrants as well so you can't blame people you know they're t- trying to take money off they're taking money off the table right well, they, they take money off the table if they don't think that you can deliver, right? Because you're telling a much bigger story yep. than that, right? But we'll come on to that. We'll come on to that. So let's let's talk about the share registry. So you've got a new new management team. How, where are they from? What, what's so special about them? Have they done this before? Have they made shareholders money? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it was starting with management. Um, we, we talked a little bit about myself already. I'll um, get into other people. We can talk more as you want. Like I said, throw, throw the questions on. I, I enjoy it. So um, our CFO, Malcolm Davidson, he uh, had a long tenure with the company of you know, Silver. They were uh, mainly a silver producer down in Mexico for a number of years. I believe it's 10 years, eight or nine years there. Um, if you look at our board as well, and new people that we brought in, you know, David Watkins, 
a very well-respected man, very successful, ser serially, su serially successful um, person, particularly in, in the copper industry. Um, uh, you know, Lawrence Rawlson, of course, and Suzanne Hermans. And so, yeah, we've changed the whole group around. Suzanne's an incredible uh, resource, very, very smart lady, and works for some, some significant uh, companies and well-versed well in the industry. So, like I said, it's that transition of bringing what I feel are, are mining people involved. And then, of course, looking at our shareholder registry as well. You know, I'm, I'm the largest shareholder of the company, um, you know, around 10%, I believe, on a partially diluted basis, wherever it sits. Rob McEwen, of course, now is our second largest shareholder. We had a very similar path getting in. We're investing in stages into the company. And then um, when I came and took over, we were very fortunate to have him I think uh, quadruple his investment in the company just on our on our last finance we did in uh, closed at the beginning of August. So that that transition is coming around. And I think as that's complete, that's when shareholders are going to start to do really well, and and people will start to see what the bigger picture is. Because at the end of the day, when I've gone through this hassle and this process, and you know I, I put over two and a half million dollars into it now at this point. Wouldn't have done that if, it, if I didn't feel it was worth it, of course, right? Like I said, if you're not overwhelmingly confident uh, in your own abilities, or if, if you're not the biggest believer in yourself, how can you possibly expect anybody to believe in you, right? It, it, it would be immoral otherwise. You'd be surprised. So, we see a lot of very confident people on this show that are not necessarily capable, but so that there's, there's, that's the question I was going to ask you. Rob McKeon sure. doesn't get into bed with anyone, right? So... What were you? What was that conversation like when you spoke to him? What, what was the vision you were selling him? Or was it just the right part of the world? And he said, "You know what? I agree with you. That management team—they didn't know anything. They didn't monetize this, but I think with my help, you can." What's that? What's it look like? That conversation? You know? Yeah. No, that's that's a great question. Uh, first, I think I'd said sort of multiple conversations. Of course, Rob is a very, very thorough man, and in his has gotten to where he is because because of uh, of the process he has and, and the due diligence he carries on. So that was that was a multi month conversation, um, of course multiple conversation. But um, yeah, and it essentially looks like, and I, I think beyond anything, it comes back to sharing a vision of let's just call it location. I'm not going to say it's me. I'm not going to say it's anybody. Right? I don't want to overstate. Um, any of those sorts of things for me and, and what I feel ultimately for everybody, it's about the project. It's about the prospect of finding something big that hasn't been found in a real long time in this area. And I feel we are the uh, most well, well positioned company there is to, to see those big KSM treaty Creek galore Creek like discoveries. And, and that's what's really going to move the needle, in my opinion, for this company from, from where we're at now. We're obviously seeing lots of early success, which, which we're really excited about. And then that long term to where we want to be, uh, you know, we, we want to be the next, the next uh, household name, so to speak, of the Golden Triangle. And that's what's going to do it. And I think, like you said, that conversation with Rob McCune. It's sharing that vision and sharing how are we going to get there? It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen next month, but we have a plan in place. We have the geological, most importantly, always for me, we have the geological talent 
and envision that's going to take us to where we need to be. Okay. Um, which, which is great. I mean, that, that again, that's, that's a good story. And I, I'm, you know, because I've seen the press releases and the great, the grades and stuff, I'm not going to give you a hard time about your ability to do that. I think, I think you can. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, but has Rob, what else has Rob brought along? I'm sorry to kind of get into the details here, but I, I, I like your story. So what mm-hmm. else has Rob brought along in terms of the share register? I mean, are there any kind of other cornerstone or institutional which kind of steady the ship as it were? Because you know what it's like with juniors. When it's all retail, mm-hmm. it's pretty a pretty wild ride. Mm-hmm. So what, is it, what has he helped you with oh, on that front? Well, that's what, that's what we inherited, right, was all retail. Um, and that's a whole, you know, um, so, and like I say to our retail shareholders, I don't think a resource company, of course, shouldn't, shouldn't work like that. You need to have institutions, you need to have pillars supporting your retail shareholders, not the other way around or not the other way around or, or any pillars whatsoever. Right. Uh, and so that, that's where that transition has been. Of course, Rob being a big one, you know, I, I have to watch it with everybody's confidentiality and sorts, you know, that's, that's one that's publicly known and he's comfortable about it being publicly known. Unfortunately, I can't talk too much for, you know, for other people's confidentiality sake on, on some of the shareholders we brought in. But, you know, I'll just point to that was a, we did an $11 million finance that was non-brokered um, in, in about five weeks. Uh, as our first finance coming in here, and I and I think uh, in a whole, I speaking for who those those people are, ties back to what we were talking about before. It's bringing mining people. I'm, you know, I can't I can't go and tell you that there's a mine here today, right? But it's bringing a collective group of people who have been there, who have done it before, who who have been successful in different you know different metals, different parts of the world, and and are all seeing the same thing that hey. There's a, we have a real shot at finding something big here. Uh, and, and that's where the support is going to come from uh, as, as we move forward and in, in looking our, our market is trading pretty strong. And, you know, I think we traded nearly 100 million shares since the, uh, the beginning of July. So that turnover is happening. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We better talk about the asset, right? <laughs> Don't want to get too much detail with you today. See, we keep saying you're sitting in the right part of the world. You seem to galore and SK, the, the pretty big projects, lots of drilling going on. So you've got that for sure. But let's talk about some of your, your own um, results. Um, you, put, mm-hmm. you put out some press releases recently. So you want to maybe sort of talk through what's happening at um, McLeanant and, you know, the, with, the, with regards to the gold focus? Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, that's, that's the most exciting part for me. I mean, we put out some, we actually just had a, a press release that came out this morning. So there's two, a couple different strategies of what we're going with here. Like I said, before we hop into everything, we do a tremendous amount of due diligence, data research, and, and, and all sorts of things and, and applying new technologies um, to to old problems, right? How, how do you truly rethink things? And not just say you're rethinking them, but show that that you're rethinking them. Uh, and so that, that was a big focus of us over, over this last um year in this last exploration program it mainly comes down to a combination of new drilling further out to the northeast this area we call the northeast extension uh, as well as as reviewing back on on previous you know historic drill holes that were within the heart of this this historic resource area Um, so there's a historic resource that's called the northwest zone is all along the mcclimont fault Um, that was based on the first drilling on this property which was in 1987 
to uh, 1990. It's, it's, it's very nice results even back then. You know, I think their their quote discovery hole was around 11.2 meters of 55 grams gold, and with associated silver and copper as well. Of course, you were at that time. I think competing with uh, the, the famous. SK hole 109, you know, it's still sure probably the best hole ever be drilled for, for high grade gold in the world. So stiff competition, let's say, right. But importantly is that area, let's, let's look at where we sit now versus where it was back then. Uh, you know, you were 75 kilometers from the nearest road, hundreds of kilometers from, from uh, power infrastructure, you know, the story of the golden triangle, right now, today we sit, we are drilling, 16 kilometers away from a hydroelectric power plant, right? I mean, it's straight shot up the valley from, and with, of course, the road sitting there and stuff. The bridges have been built. The switchbacks have been blasted. The heavy, the heavy lifting has been done. So the economics are, are completely changed. Um, but it goes back into, if we look at, I'll talk about the press release we put out, put out this morning. It was 85 uh, meters or 86 meters, sorry, of about three grams gold. That's adding a significant intercept directly below where gold was already known. Again, starting right at surface, right? It's starting at seven meters, which is the casing. It's, it's literally, it's, you're standing on it when, when you're there. It's done by a little bit of what we were talking about um, prior, to, prior to the call getting started. Some of the hyperspectroscopy, different technologies we're using um, at improving what is known. In, in what I, you know, I feel is a significant way, but ultimately expanding the area. We go back to our press release from a couple of weeks ago. It was titled 8.85 meters of around an ounce, just over 31 grams gold with a percent copper involved in that. What's important for investors to understand it, but, but that's over 300 meters away. Again, along this fault, like I, 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 I tell people, there's, a, there's, there's very common, or sorry, I should say there's, there's, um, a number of, of boxes that you can check. If you look at gold camps around the world, there's a number of, of uh, observations you can make, similarities, so to speak, um, that you can see in all of these camps, right? And I, I use Timmins as an example for this one. Um, when you're in the Timmins camp, of course, a, a world, uh, world-class gold camp in, in Northern Ontario, there's something called the Dester Porcupine Fault, right? It's this big structure that cuts right through and is associated with all the gold deposits along there because what it comes down to, gold moves around these fluids. Well, no different than the pipes in your house, hydrothermal fluids, fancy word for hot water, right? They need, they need, a, they need space to move. They need a conduit. Um, and that's what these big structures represent. And the McClymont Fault is ours. This is over 20 kilometer long regional structure. It's massive. You know, you can see it from satellite imagery, but no different than in how it would work with Timmins or anything like that is you don't want to be right on the structure. You want to be just off the side, right? You have a pathway for metal to move, but it's got to settle somewhere, right? Think of it no different than the relationship with a river and a lake. Water moves through the river, but it needs somewhere to settle. It needs somewhere to concentrate. That's what we're targeting. And that's where taking, you know, that's just, just a very uh, simplified way of looking at it, but taking these different concepts. And now we're starting to see where we're hitting big holes well outside of any historic resource work that's, of course, uh, you know, it more or less irrelevant at this point today. Uh, in 
re relatively, you know, we're, we're 150, 160 meters down. There's, look at any uh, high grade gold deposits today where you're, where you're drilling and, and where you're working, you know, we've, we've scratched the surface, so to speak, in, in what's known and, and importantly, sorry, going back to those two comparisons is it's a completely different mineralization style. And I talked about this a lot between the two press releases, particularly if you go back and read the quote from the press release of our 8.85 meters of 31 grams gold, and you read that carefully, and, and what it is is it's it's a totally different geological environment. Or I shouldn't say totally different. It's related. It's a different style of mineralization. That's what's important. These scarns that we're seeing, the, the near-surface mineralization, it has to come from something, Right. They're secondary. They need an ultimate source. That's what we're starting to see as we move further northeast out of the system where we're getting these higher grades. They're a little bit deeper, again, relative, not they're still quite shallow. But it ties back to our bigger goal, our longer term goal of we're in the golden triangle. We're in these arc environments where all these different deposit types that you see around, they're all related, right? They're, these are well-established geological theories of how these things are all related. And what we're doing is, is putting those puzzle pieces together, right? Because we've assembled the land package to do so and the right people to do it. So what are you doing differently? Because you're saying it's well-established. The previous management team would have known, you know, they would have been thinking the same way. You, you just got quite animated about the geology, which is great, but I think all geologists get excited about the geology. So. What is different about the way that you're coming at? Why is the why is the interpretation different? Because if I look at the reaction in the marketplace, and yeah. it, you may be dealing with some still leftover like legacy issues here, yeah. your share price didn't move, right? Nothing, and yeah. that either says the market doesn't care, doesn't understand, or as yeah. you say, maybe these warrant overhang, this warrant overhang situation is causing you issues. So. What do you think the market needs to know so that you can kind of blast through this kind of apathy? Yeah, no problem. I'll tell you what, I'll give you the personal touch here. Do you want oh, me to wow. share screens with you? Can we sure. do that in these interviews? I'm we, can do, we can do that. We, we, we're going to go high tech here, guys. Stand back. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm going to show you. Uh, I'm going to show you an important image here. Take this in the, we put the, first put this out about five, six months ago. So to give you an idea of how we feel confident our theories and in what we're doing is, is where it can lead to, let's say. This is a long section of the McClymont Fault. So you can see a plan view sitting here, right? Just in that, where I'm running my cursor over is, is the fault right here. Uh, and then we can see some IP anomalies in the pink. This is basically what you have going on. There's your work from 1987 to 1990, okay? Well-constrained, high-grade gold near surface. That's great, right? Like I said, we're not looking for a gold quarry. We're looking for an elephant. That's what we're here. But I noticed something that was interesting where we had this overlap is you can see the mineralization is plunging down into the hill, right? This IP, this charge is, is picking it up. These lines here, back then when they did that, they could only penetrate about 80 to 100 meters down, right? Well, if your mineralization is plunging down into the hill and this blue line here is, is your topography, you're going up the hill, well, it's gonna look like it stops because of course your lines just aren't getting to where they need to be, right? They essentially need to be coming down and touching this white line here. 
So what did we do to start? We went way outside with our, of course, we have the advantage of 21st century technology and um, in techniques. We went way outside and we put deep lines down and said, oh, geez, we're picking it up well 650 meters away. Uh, so what did we start doing? We started drilling in through here. And that's where you're seeing the results that we're putting forward now, particularly hold nine, um, that 8.85 meters of 31 grams hold. That was out in this area right you know within about 10 15 meters of the depth that we predicted it would be sitting at so it goes it goes back into that that same theory where it, this this is where you need to be and and you know high grade gold's tough right you got to keep in mind how how tight these things can be and you know we get we're, we're fortunate in, in doing the data and the saw that we have that you know you get a lot of smoke and then you get to the point where you say look at there's too much smoke for there not to be any fire and I think now we're starting to show people that there's fire and it's right where we were saying that there should be fire. And again, keep in mind, look at the scale, right? This is, that's uh, 1500 meters across. So we're, we're talking about big systems. Is that where, I mean, how much money are you allocating to continue to try to understand what you've got there in terms of the drill bit? Well, as much as we can, that's that's our main focus, of course, right? That's how we feel is going to uh, move the company forward. Um, we'll probably, you know, we, ha we haven't announced anything um, yet as far as plans for 2021, but um, we had a you know, multi-million dollar exploration program this year. Our money's funneled into the field. That's where we that's where we like to do our work. You now, as as we've come out of there, now we're going to be really working on moving forward and building our shareholder base, building the story up. You know, we we we've only touched such a small group of people thus far. You know, hence, you know, it's our first interview together and things like that. So, getting our story out there, getting more eyes on it, letting more people understand what's going on. Um, but. Ultimately, it, it all as much as as much as we can goes into the ground. Uh, that that's what's going to move this thing. Not talking about it, but actually putting out results. Because I mean, who, who are you actually targeting? Because you know, if I look at some of the questions sent in, people are going, "Hey, this this guy doesn't do nearly enough promotion." But who's the audience you really want to be talking to? Because as you say, spending money, putting money in the ground, everyone wants a bit of that. I think the retail want you to be talking to them a little bit more than you do. Um, mm -hmm. But what's the reality of who you really want to be listening to this? Well, everybody, every shareholder is important, number one, right? doesn't matter if you got, I know everyone's going to tell you that, but I, I honestly, I, I spend a lot of time, even, you know, shareholders, some text me and all sorts of stuff or whatever, right? Um, but uh, the... So, so, so I, do, I, do, I do mean that in a sincere way, but ultimately you need to target the, the groups of people and, and the, the mining people that can really be that support for the retail shareholders. Like we talked about before, you need pillars uh, and, and that's what we're working on. That's what we're putting in place. You know, these are, uh, it, let's look at it from a broader market perspective, right? And talk about the kind of companies that have been moving into the golden triangle the last couple of years, the amount of cash that they're going to have, that they already are amassing, that they're going to have by the end of 2021. I mean, it's billions and billions of dollars. Look at Newcrest as an example. You talk with, with, with a gold price moving. Forget Cadia Valley and their, you know, their, their flagship asset. I, I just look at balance sheets of companies like that and, you know, take it here in, in, in PNG right go back two years ago that's an asset that was essentially you know breaking even let's say um, 850,000 ounce uh, 
per year production. Okay, well, if we just even took an average of $1,800 gold in the last year, when you look at their production, that all of a sudden went from being a, a break even on the balance sheet to, you know, another $450, $500 million uh, in the till. You know, those are the kind of swings. That's the, that's that kind of cash balance, you know, that they're going to get top heavy. And ultimately, you know, this, this is a story I'm sure all of your investors are very well versed in. Um, and any mining company out there is just depleting resources. At some point in time, they're forced transition. And we want to show to those, I, I just use them as an example, of course, right? Not, not narrowing down to any, any specific thing um, that when that, when that transition, inevitable transition needs to come, Enduro is positioned to be the front runner and hey, the, the, the big boys, they want to be here because they can make money. So who do you, who do you, think, it, who do you think has done it well? Okay, who do you want to be like? Because th at this point, it, you know, it's kind of an interesting point here. You've got some money, you'll eventually spend yeah. that money and you're going to need to raise that money, hopefully at you know, higher share price, okay? That, that, that's the kind of model. And you're going to have to do that for a long time because you're after big mm -hmm. targets. You're going to have to, some of the people either side of you spend, you know, tens if not hundreds of millions mm -hmm. on drilling alone, okay? But are there models out there you think, hey, I kind of like the, the way that Great Bear's done it. No resource yet, but it's fine. The market totally gets it now. Or you're kind of like a pure gold. Well, hey, again, they, they've done it a different a different way. They've, they've done lots of raising. They've brought in institutional, um, but they've been putting out their resource numbers and going, th and going through the step process. So they're polar opposites. But in terms of valuations, it's it's kind of in interesting. So how do you tackle that side of it? You got really animated when we started talking about geology, but how excited are you about the financing? About fine. Well, we don't need to finance anytime. Not anytime soon, soon but you will have to at some point. You will have to at some yeah, point. No, okay, fair right? Yeah. So who does that and what's the plan? Yeah. Okay. So like, yeah, just so, so I'm clear, we're not financing. We I don't hear you. Need to finance at any point in time, but yeah, move, moving down that, that longer, um, that longer term look, I don't want to give uh, uh, too, too much away at this point of, of what those plans look like. Like I said, there's a reason why we're focused on high grade near surface gold in the short term versus the copper, right? Like if you look at the, uh, the, the company's trajectory previously, it, it yeah, didn't. Didn't look so good. Didn't look as good as yeah. it should. How about that? There you go. It, 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 yeah. You got to you got to focus on okay what what's what's going to make money in the near term at, at the lowest cost possible, right? So like I said, there, there's a reason why we're focused on the gold right now. We know a lot of other things going on on the property, and that's the whole stories getting tied together and is going to be shown to people. But um, yeah, what 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 can we do that we're not going out and I say we're chasing you know elephants, but also not just you know emptying the kitty, drilling holes all over the place without any logic or, or intellect, right? Okay, so, so you got, okay, not quite there yet. Cause you, I get the focus, cause you could go and blow your money on all four assets, right? You could just blow and not have very much data. So positive gold environment, gold's the, pr the price is doing what yeah. it's doing at the moment, fantastic. People are excited about gold stories. So you're going after the gold, sure, makes sense, but, at some point, you'll have spent through spent your capital. You're going to have to keep drilling, and where do you take that? 
do you just keep drilling until you prove out a global resource which is attractive to majors or are you bringing a strategic in? I mean, what, I'm trying to understand the mentality of the way you approach this because you've got three other quite big targets to go for. Great question. Okay. All right. All right. I'll give you a little more. All right. So focus on the high grade near surface goal to start, right? This is what, in, in particularly things that are going to be easier to go into production, right? Of course, a big porphyry deposit, it's going to take years, environmental studies, all these sorts of things, permitting tailings, yada, 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 the list goes on, right? That's the long-term trajectory. What's our goal in the near term? Focus on the high-grade gold, developing a resource, whether that be, I don't want to get too much you know, away at this point, whether that be bringing in a mining partner, joint ventures, percentage owners, will make the right decision at the time what makes sense for our shareholders, right? What's going to see our shareholders make the most value? Once you get up into that, you know, and I, I, I don't know, the fire alarm is going off in the building right now. <laughs> Once the... Um, what, oh, hopefully that's just a test. Once, um, you know, I, I got to watch my forward looking statements and saying, you know, of course, we don't know anything for certain, right? This is mineral exploration, right? But presumably getting to that, uh, that stage or ability to start cash generating, then, okay, we have the rest of the land secured. Now we're able to start going after these bigger things without diluting the crap out of the company um, and our shareholders. Because like I said too, ultimately, you know, selfishly speaking, I'm the largest shareholder. I don't want to be diluted, right? I want to make money just like everybody else. So uh, that, does that make sense? It's an answer. It's an answer. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, question for you on the, some of the drilling. Um, not all your drill results are back yet. What what percent is back and what percent and therefore you know why why there when and why are the rest outstanding? Yeah, so that, that's that's definitely been a short term challenge for us. Has been the and I know it's probably a similar story with a lot of the other um, exploration companies you talk to. Uh, lab backup has been a huge issue this year. You know, essentially, of course, COVID and is one reason, but also just the increased activity and things like that. Um, so. We, but in saying that, we have had some things slowly started trickling back. The press release we put out a couple of weeks ago was on a rushed assay, so hence we got that earlier. The press release we put out this morning was on some early sampling that we did of, of historic core while drilling was getting set up. So that has started trickling in now. You know, we started seeing soil samples and things like that from that early field work starting to trickle in. So while I, of course, can never put uh, timelines, uh, exact timelines to anything, um, we're... That, that process is coming through and, and I see a, a, an influx of, of samples coming through in the, in the near term and assays for our, for our shareholders to see. So there's, there's nothing untoward there. It's just a question of like everyone else struggling with the assay return. Unfortunately, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's been a long and you know frustrating frustrating process to be frank from from our side of things. But you know it is what it is, and, and, and you just kind of gotta bite your tongue with it. But the, and it's kind of again early days here. But um, where can we get kind of the full troll results? Because obviously we're, get, we're getting the highlights here, you know. From yeah, it, it, where do we get that? So actually, that's that's I'm glad you brought that up. That's a really good point. Something we're creating right now uh, is we're at, we're putting a, together a whole uh, a 3D viewer database of lots, particularly um, you know our new results and things. And, 
kind of like that section I showed you just earlier there, um, all, all the data through there. And that way people can actually go in and click through and look at things themselves and say, oh, hey, you know, here's a hole from 1987 that was drilled to 50 meters and the, the last sample was two meters of an ounce. Hmm. That looks interesting. You know what I mean? <laughs> Stuff like that. And, and, and I think that'll be good for people that can simply kind of start wrapping their head around what we're talking about and, and what that bigger picture looks like. So yeah, that, that is something that we are working on in, in updating our website. Okay. Where do you make your money? <laughs> working really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. yeah no. Um, well, geez. Um, the whole back, I've, I've probably had a, like a constant job since I was 13 years old, starting back at, well, paper route before that, starting back in but no, going through that. I, I got really big into investing when I was, when I was young, when I was a kid, um, particularly in, in, you know, energy type stuff, silver and uh, all sorts of different things. And, and was fortunate to be successful from there. Um, on the investing side, from, from a private business side, um, our COO, Dylan Hunko and I, and started a, a private exploration services company called HEG. It's kind of more grown into, uh, you know, while it is still an exploration services company, it's, I really call it a data company now at this point. Um, we got a lot of people constantly, uh, I, I uh, cringingly say the, the first gold mine is in the uh, government data that hasn't been touched. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we, we've been really fortunate and, and work with some, some large mining clients, you know, some some uh, international, worldwide names uh, in companies, and in helping them move projects forward at a variety of different scales, and and it's it's gone very well for us. We've been very fortunate. So money primarily from unless the paper round was well paid, um, primarily from HEG, um, right? Okay, fine. Is that still an operation? Are you still is that still an operating business? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm more or less. I'm not involved with the day to day um, at this point, really anymore. But we, yeah, we we service a number of clients, um, and then and then of course the the you know that building and in, in investing with that we essentially we invest in things that we think have legitimate shot of being a a good project, right? And right. no different than how than how Enduro came to be. Working with your buddies can't be bad. Um, one last question: You're in this for the long haul? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'll put it to I'll put it to you this way. I, I put it I put this to one of our shareholders who was a uh, big hockey player, and I said it, it's the same analogy. You know, a hockey. Of course, you can the Canadian uh, way of looking at it. You know, every kid grows up that wants to be a hockey player. They don't they don't grow up wanting to be a hockey player because they're gonna you know make a bunch of money and, and, you know, get a playoff bonus and things like that. They do it because they want to win the Stanley cup. And I said to this gentleman, I said, did you make it to where you did because you were chasing that playoff bonus or did you do it because you wanted to win the Stanley cup? Right. And I think we'd know what the answer is. It's, you know, before the business, before an investor, before anything like that, I'm a geologist and I'll always try and think of myself that way. Um, mineral exploration is our game. Newmont Lake is our arena, uh, and finding a mine is our Stanley Cup. Uh, in the process of getting there, or deposit mine, whatever you want to say, in the process of getting there, we will do well. We will all do well, but it's remaining focused that that is the goal. Um, and, and that helps keep you, I think, in that long-term mindset. You know, it's easier 
of course, for myself in deals to to have that long term approach and to be locked in because it ties back to what we said before. You know, you need to be the biggest believer in yourself. And if you're not, don't expect anybody else to believe in you. Right. It's easier for me to say that than for, you know, a retail shareholder who's looking at the stock every morning and watching every little fluctuation and getting nervous and things like that. So, you know, and I, and I don't blame anybody for, for that sense. It, it's it's harder when you're not immersed into it to, uh, to, to, to be able to stay along and see what that long term is. But okay, cool. That, that, that does. It does. It does. Um, Colt, like, I appreciate that. Um, it's, it's a really interesting story. Like I said, we did a fair bit of work before we, we got on a call with you because we were meant to have got together on a couple of other occasions. But uh, here we are today. Um, nice story. Um, well done. Stay in touch. you got some good stuff coming up. Uh, I suspect a lot more drilling uh, results. And um, pick up the phone and let us know how you get on, okay? Absolutely. Appreciate it, Matthew. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.